Well, good evening, everyone. Hope you had a good afternoon. Probably stayed inside. Did anyone go outside in this one? I didn't think so. I'm just kidding. So my family in Wisconsin got a few inches of snow today. I know I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get it too, but that's okay. I'm not holding it against Indiana. I, maybe a little bit, but no, hopefully uh, hopefully it's not just, I don't like the rain. If we're going to get something, we might as well make it snow, right? That's what. That's my thinking. But you guys are all like, we'll take the rain. Okay, I guess I won't pray too hard. Um, we'll be in Wisconsin for Christmas. I can pray again then. So uh, hopefully you had a good afternoon. Glad to have you here tonight. And uh, we're excited to have uh, Lord's Supper and also hear from Brother Chris again. A couple announcements tonight before we get started. First of all, if you are going to donate to the blankets, please, um, we still need some more. But the deadline is just three weeks away on the 17th. And so if you want to donate, you can either see the Kravokas for any questions or donate in between the two sides of the building. Christmas Wanamaker is this Saturday, and so if you have any questions, see Pastor myself, and if I don't know, I'm going to send you to Pastor, all right? So just see Pastor all the way from the beginning. Um, no, that's this Saturday, and so if you've signed up, you can see what times that we have out there. Uh, we're going to have a couple times of prep work this week. The times are also out there in the lobby as well. You can see when we're doing that. It'll be here at the church, just stuffing some bags and that kind of stuff, getting ready for that. The parade is happening, and we need, what day is it that we need fuel for hay, Pastor? Is that Tuesday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tomorrow at 10.30 in the morning. We need some help putting hay onto um, flatbeds, right, for our, for our thing. Perfect. So it'll be straw. If you want to sit during the parade, you might want to show up tomorrow, all right, 1030, uh, to set that stuff up. Uh, then Jesus came. That is our Christmas cantata this year. We're doing it in the evening rather than the morning on December 17th, which is three weeks away. So we were practicing it just now. They're excited. Uh, be inviting your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends. Uh, we'd love to see this place packed out on a Sunday night, but that is 6 p.m. on December 17th. And our missionaries of the week are Joel and Jody Sandall of Germany. Uh, as Pastor mentioned, they have some people that they're praying for specifically. Um, they have, a, I'm not going to try to pronounce her name, it's a Brazilian lady that comes to their church. And her husband's has, they've been having some issues in their marriage, and so they're praying for that. Um, they also have been doing a Bible study weekly, and that is 10 to 12 people that have been coming. And so they're just praying that that will help grow. Uh, their neighbor, Brigitte, I'm probably butchering that name, but she's been coming as well. And so they're just praying that she will see her neighbor Savior continue to grow. And then they have one more thing that they're really looking forward to in the next couple of weeks is a village festival, and that is on December 9th. And so they're looking forward to being able to share the gospel and outreach with that. All right. So that's uh, something to be praying for. They also have a Christmas Eve service and a New Year's Eve service as well. So just things to be praying for for them. At this time, we'll have the ushers come forward to receive this evening's offering. I was just told that potentially our online is um, down, so I'm going to be looking into that. Um, but you can give online. Uh, if you give online regularly, I hope it still works. If <laughs> If not, we'll have to look into that, but we'll have Giant Chestnut pray for. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this wonderful evening that you've given us that we can come and once again praise your name. We ask that you be with our speaker tonight, Lord, and soften our hearts that the words that you give to him to give to us, we can apply to our life. Bless this offering. Be with us throughout the night, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. As the offering plate is passed, we're going to sing Jesus Strong and Kind, a hymn of the month from a couple months back. Sing with me, if you would, with your hearts and your voices. Jesus said that if I thirst, I should come to him. No one else
anniversaries this last week. Anybody have a birthday or an anniversary this last week? Pastor Brett had a birthday on Wednesday. How old are you, Pastor Brett? 28. 28. And how long have you known the Lord as your Savior? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. Amen. Anyone else? Birthday or anniversary this last week? David Killingman's not here, but he and Pastor Brett share a birthday. Not a year, but a date. <laughs> Anybody else? Let's sing Happy Birthday to this young man up here. Happy birthday to you. How many of you got to meet uh, Taylor and Maddie this morning? Good. I'm glad many of you were able to get around. Uh, we will have them back to do an official candidating, and we'll vote and all that kind of stuff. But they didn't know us. We don't know them. So we're just trying to you know, do all of that. Uh, let's get acquainted so far. No one has given me a single red flag. We did meet with them on the, with the deacons video-wise, and uh, no red flags then. So. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to go forward, but uh, just glad that you got a chance to meet them. Feel free to ask any questions, do whatever that uh, you need to do. If you want their phone numbers, you want to contact them personally, that's fine. You can do that, uh, but uh, we'll look forward. They're on a, he's on a plane right now heading back to Pensacola uh, to go back to school. So uh, I'm not going to come back up here again until the end of the service, uh, so I'm going to say two things. Of course, Chris Miller, Brother Chris Miller, evangelist, is going to be preaching for us again tonight. Looking forward to that. And uh, at the close of the service, on your way out, those boxes back there, the offering boxes, you can put an offering in for Brother Chris if you'd like to uh, show your appreciation for his ministry and those kinds of things. Of course, avail yourself of his table. Uh, he might say something about that later on. So I'm going to step out of the way, and who takes it from here? Here he comes. Come on, Charles. I'm just going to stand up here long enough for you to see us side by side. because. <laughs> To those of the congregation who are able, please stand. <clears throat> Psalm 94. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth, render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, The Lord shall not see, neither shall the Lord of Jacob regard it. Understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? He that chasteneth the heathen, shall he not correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall not he know? The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, and they are vanity. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance, but the judgment shall return unto the righteousness, and all the upright in the heart shall follow it. Who will rise up against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had, made, had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. May the Lord prosper where his word may be sent. You may be seated.
As we continue in our song service this evening, we're going to sing, Who is He in Yonder Stall? And in the, the course of this song, uh, what is said is, O Lord, the King of Glory. And as we sing this song, I want us to, uh, to think, He is the King of Glory. Is He your King of Glory? Is that how you live your life? So let's sing, uh, Who is He in Yonder Stall? Who is He? and then verse 3, 4, then the chorus, then verse 5, and the chorus. By faith we see the hand of God in the light of creation's friend. will drop out and we'll sing uh, verse 5 chorus acapella by faith this mountain shall be moved and the power of the gospel shall Till the 
Amen. Thank you for singing. You may be seated. Yes, that was wonderful. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Peter in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. 
Uh, let me say before I begin, just a thank you uh, to you as a church. You've always been so uh, good to be able to preach to, and I'm so thankful for this church and what the Lord has done here throughout the years. Uh, I'm thankful to your pastor, Pastor Ray, and thankful for him and Mel, Miss Mel, and uh, they are real people, real servants, and uh, they are gracious, and uh, your pastor is a very gracious man. I want to be that gracious, and uh, uh, by the Lord's help, I will one day, uh, but I'm very, very thankful for them and thankful so much to, to you here and uh, how you listen as well, and the young people, and the not-so-young people in the back row over there, the old, old young people, uh, and uh, uh, you just listen really well to God's Word, and you esteem it, and uh, it's just been a wonderful service. At the conclusion, if you're interested, there are some items on the table, and all the proceeds from that go directly to the ministry. I'll encourage you to consider getting some of the free gift cards. Um, they're, they're actually for purchase. They're not free to you. And, uh, and so if you do, it's a QR card on one side. On the other, it's just an explanation. What is the greatest thing about the greatest gift of eternal life? It has a website. But then as well, it has, uh, on this way, you just scan it, it goes directly to a YouTube video that we did on the gospel, and it's a 10-minute one. We did it in TV studio. It's really well done, and so I encourage you to put this in your Christmas cards, uh, slip it in so, to some gifts, uh, make a, a plate of cookies, uh, make that visit to someone that you want to make an impact to, and what you can do is give it and then say, hey, in a week or two or after Christmas, sometime during, the, I'd love to see what you think about it, and leave the door open for you to take the initiative to get back to them, and it really opens a conversation, so I highly recommend it. Many have trusted Christ as Savior as a result of that one. Uh, there's uh, pamphlets back there on uh, being filled with the Spirit. There are children's devotionals for an entire year. I want to encourage you to think about that. That would be elementary age, and then there's a number of uh, books as well for teenagers, uh, Teenage Years of Jesus Christ, and then a couple books, Biblical, Biblical Masculinity and Biblical Femininity. And uh, is that needed today? Amen. Yes, it is. Very much so. So I encourage you with those, some good gift ideas, but as well, good materials. There's some several things for adults as well, some DVDs and different things. So I encourage you with that. Uh, you have First Peter. Let's go ahead and stand, if you would, as we read just this one verse, First Peter chapter 2 in verse 5. This is speaking of how Jesus is the chief cornerstone, and now... As a result, we're built upon this chief cornerstone, and he talks as, as if we're lively stones. Uh, we're alive, uh, made alive. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, an holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. To offer up spiritual sacrifices this morning we concluded that since jesus christ was the complete and perfect sacrifice there needs not to be a continuation of the old testament animal sacrifices but now god wants us to grow built upon him and make this spiritual house how do we grow we lay a stone of a spiritual sacrifice and another stone of a spiritual sacrifice another stone and then, as a, as a result, we're growing in the Lord. There are three specific ones, I believe, that God would have for us tonight. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Uh, before we explain what those are and apply these three as far as spiritual sacrifices, I need a young boy or a young girl, elementary age, to be able to help me out. Anybody that would volunteer to help me out and come up here for uh, something. I didn't need an elementary age. Just slip your hand up. And be willing. Okay, all right. Brave one. All right, come on up. What's your name? Autumn. All right, Autumn. All right, great. Can you come up? Can you guys see us over here? Let's, let's stand right here. All right, Autumn, how old are you? Uh, nine. Nine, okay. Um, I just was wanting to ask you, I hate to put you on the spot, but um, would you have a dollar? This is kind of awkward. Uh, I was wanting to get a dollar, but you don't have a dollar. Okay. Um, what if I gave you a dollar to give me? Weird. <laughs> right to the, yes, that's weird. <laughs> and, uh, well, how about this? What if I gave you $10 right here? If I gave you $10, 10 ones, 
would it be difficult to give me one of them? Okay, now, this might be weird, but now you're stingy. Uh, so, just saying. But, for sake of illustration, <clears throat> um, if, uh, if I give you $10, and I'm going to hand it to you, it'll be yours, but I'm going to ask you to willingly give me back one of them. What do you think about that? Think about that? Okay. So these are 10. I'm actually giving them to you. They're yours. Would you be willing to give me one? Now, when I asked you first, it was hard because you didn't have $1, right? But now I gave you 10. Is it hard to give me one? And you say, no, that would be weird. <laughs> um, but um, I give you that, and then it's easy. And all you're doing is you're giving back to me something I already gave to you. When we're going to talk about the spiritual sacrifices tonight, what we're going to talk about is giving back to God something He's already given to us. But yet, we do become oh, weird and stingy and I don't know if I can do this. In reality, it's very simple if we understand that God has given it to us first. Thank you, Autumn, very much. It's yours. You may be seated. Thank you so much. <laughs> she thought, I don't know if I can trust this guy. All right, thank you very much. Great job, and aren't you glad you volunteered? <laughs> That's $9. Okay, uh, as we look at this, what we want to understand is the spiritual sacrifices. This verse really caught my attention when I did the study on offering the sacrifice of praise. And I got to 1 Peter 2.5, and I said, spiritual sacrifices? What would they be? There are three that I'd like to mention, and then the fourth just remind us of that we had even this morning but there are three in God's word let's turn to them if you would let's go first to Philippians chapter 4 the first one is in Philippians chapter 4 oh well, wait a minute how about this can you go to Hebrews 13 real quick before we go there Hebrews 13 uh, and then we'll go there Thank you so much. Hebrews 13, real close. Well, it was real close until you left <laughs> First Peter. Hebrews 13, and look at verse 15 and 16 again. Okay, remind us of this morning. Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. The Bible says this. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now watch this in verse 16. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Obviously, he's talking about the sacrifice of praise. But then it says, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For such sacrifices, I believe it's including the praise and then also this other part. Now, when I first ta saw communicate, I thought, well, that just means, oh, if he's talking the fruit of our lips, saying thank you, he's talking about communicating, saying thank you, thank you. Well, really, the ver word here is the idea of fellowship. It's this communion in this way. And this word communicate is in context in other passages. Now let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. It's, it's the idea of fellowship, but it's interesting. It's more than that. Um, and uh, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, look at verse 18. Philippians 4, verse 18. Philippians 4, verse 18. The Bible says, but I have all and abound. I am full. Why? Having received of Epaphroditus the things which are sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing to God. What he received was a gift, a monetary can I just go ahead and say it this way, financial gift of material things to help. Now, we didn't use the, it doesn't use the word communicate there, but look at back at verse 14. It says, verse 14, notwithstanding, you have well done that ye did communicate, same word, with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So the first sacrifice, spiritual sacrifice, and we don't think of it this way, but it is a spiritual sacrifice, is number one, the, give the sacrifice of giving. 
the sacrifice of giving monetarily, giving financially. That when it's talking about communicating, they communicated by giving. Hey, we're concerned about you. We think about you. Someone even just said yesterday, well, tell them I'm thinking about them. Well, this was a non-Christian. What else can they do? They're not going to pray. They didn't feel led to necessarily give financially. So tell them, well, that doesn't do anything. Prayer is what helps or communicating in the matter of giving financially. So I'd like to encourage you this Christmas season, from now until Christmas, think about above your tithe, above your giving to your local church, above that, what and who could you give to and how could you do that? Would you say, God, would you place someone on my heart that I could communicate to give towards them financially? Would you place someone or some ministry on my heart to be able to do so? Would I challenge you to give sacrificially? I remember in our ministry there was a need and there was a pastor. He wasn't asking his church and the church has given to us and given generously, but he wanted to give and so he sold or he had not, didn't have it yet, but he had money for a gun. <laughs> now men, this is like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> he had money set aside for his gun that he was going to purchase and he took the entire amount and gave it to our ministry instead. That was a sacrifice. That was, it took him a while to save up that money. He sacrificed something to give to us to help in our need. Can I encourage you to think about this? If you're a child here, perhaps you could give $10 to someone. If you are high school, college age, <laughs> maybe you could this Christmas season think about if you could scrape things together, I'm not talking about just a Christmas gift to your family members, but someone that's in need or ministry, could you think about giving $100 to someone? I encourage you, if you're employed, you're an adult, and the Lord's blessed you, would you give $1,000? Just at least start there. And it's exciting when you give sacrificially to know it's by faith. Look at Philippians 4.19. It says this, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in, Christ, in glory by Christ Jesus. It was COVID time. We had several cancellations. In one day, I had three pastors cancel, and not one of them mentioned anything about um, an offering or a gift to help in, in place of that, which is, that's what they needed to do or whatever they wanted to do. That's fine. That's not the point. The point is, we, when we go someplace, it's typically 90% of uh, everything that comes in for us isn't regular, isn't monthly giving. 90% that comes in for us is just going to a church and there's a giving, there's offering. Well, those, those meetings were canceled. And so in one day, I had three. Man, I was bummed. <laughs> I just was bummed. I'm walking down. Someone said, hey, there's a letter for you down at the entrance. It was COVID, so you couldn't actually, like, have people touch. And so, you know, there's a letter down at the entrance of where we were parked at the Bill Rice Ranch. So I walked down, and I'm, you know, Lord, please help us. Please provide. Well, I go down there, and I found two envelopes. One was uh, from a, a relative, and uh, it, was a, it was a nice gift. It was a nice gift. It was definitely helpful during that time. But a second envelope was a man who we had not met before, before, except for, I'm sorry, one Sunday we preached at his church in Georgia, and in there was a check for $1,000. I would say, perfect timing. Well, in this other gift, this other card, it was Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. I called the person that gave that and I said, thank you so much for the gift. But the verse that you put in there is actually not for me. The verse that you put in there is for you. The verse of my God shall supply all your need isn't given to the recipient. It's given to the giver. 
the one that says, I'm going to give sacrificially, I'm going to give by faith, knowing that God is going to provide for me. We were in need of a, um, a new truck, and God had placed on my heart to be able to pray uh, for a truck that it would be 100% paid for and that God would uh, supply our need. And I, uh, we were down to the wire where um, we sold the, our old truck for $3,500, and I tried to talk the missionary out of it, and, uh, but he wanted it. And then we only needed about, I don't know, a few thousand more or so uh, beyond that. So we still needed several, or a few, at least a few thousand. But in that last little bit, we knew there's only a couple weeks before we needed it to hit the road. We didn't have anything to pull our trailer. We needed this. We lived full-time in a trailer. And, uh, and so God said to me, Chris, you need to give. And he gave me a specific amount to be able to give. Now, what we need is finances to be able to purchase a truck. But God told me to give. And I said, yes, Lord. Well, I included my wife. I said, what do you think? She said, yes, that's great. I told the kids. I said, okay, kids, um, God wants us to give some money away to people, so let's pray together and ask God to help us. So they said, wait a minute, Dad. So we need money for a truck. Yes. And so we need the truck and we need money for it. Yes. And so we're going to give money away. I said, yes. They said, okay. <laughs> Made sense to them. Sure. And you know what? I believe God provided because we obeyed him in giving. And that giving was so exciting. It's some of the most exciting giving. Knowing, okay, we need money, but I'm going to give knowing that God is going to provide for me. I know it. Here's the promise that is given, and I'm giving in this way. Would you tonight say, Lord, help me to think about someone that I could give to in this way, this December before Christmas is finished? Number two, not only see the sacrifice of giving, number two, we see the sacrifice of love. The second spiritual sacrifice is the sacrifice of love. Ephesians chapter 5, go there if you would, you can leave Philippians. Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 2. Ephesians chapter 5 and look at verse 2. It says in verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God, a sweet-smelling savor. So Jesus is the sacrifice for us, given to us, the sacrifice, the sweet-smelling savor. But he says, walk in love, follow God. Okay, what is he saying? He's saying, love others as God has loved you. So how did Christ love us he sacrificed his time have you thought about that in coming here he sacrificed um his blood he sacrificed literally sweating for us doing labor and doing the work of salvation so we would not have to he sacrificed conversation after conversation after conversation explaining to people the true way of salvation would you say, Lord, would you help me to love others? And let me challenge you again a very specific, practical way. This Christmas season, who is it that you can show God's love to? Are you ready? Are you ready? That cannot pay you back. That will not and cannot pay you back. Are you listening? Who is it that you can do so? Um, my son, Caleb, was helping out at a youth rally, and then also they had something for the children. And so they went at one particular church. They picked up uh, kids. I wasn't there. He was helping another one. He came back. He said, hey, Dad, I uh, want to see a, a picture of a boy. He had a new digital camera that Christmas. You know, didn't have a phone, but a new digital camera. And uh, I said, sure. And so he showed me a picture. And as soon as I saw the picture, I thought, why, why is he showing me a picture of a boy? I'm sorry, this is cold. But why is he showing me a picture of a boy that he's not going to see again? We're, we're never going to see again. And then he started telling me. His name is uh, uh, Cottrell. I can't, I, no, that's not right. It's, it's a different name. Little boy. Uh, he's he comes from a bad family. He comes to church. He's always hungry. <laughs> and everyone's telling him, no, no, don't do this. No, don't do that. No, don't. He, he couldn't even eat properly. I had to sit there and help him stay in his seat and eat, not make a mess, not be wild and crazy. And, uh, and I had to help him during the service, sit there, and I helped him with activities. And, man, I just was, whew, it took a lot. But everyone just tells him no and doesn't really 
show him, you know, just the time and attention that he needs because he's such, come from such a needy family. And he said that he was leaving, the little boy was leaving, getting on the bus. And he was walking up the steps and he said, goodbye, Caleb, I love you. Here's a little boy that he spent a couple hours with and just invested in his life. He said, goodbye, I love you. Now, what is that boy going to do for the time, the attention, the work, the mess, the, all of this to repay my son? Can he do it financially? No. Can he help in some type of service back to him? No. Could you think about someone that you could serve, either on perhaps either spectrum, spending someone with time with someone that's very young or helping a single mom with young children? Or on the other spectrum, helping someone that is elderly, shut in, widowed, or older? How could you help them without them being able to pay you back in service or time or anything? Simply showing God's love to someone else. Would you say, God, I want to bring this sacrifice. This first sacrifice is the sacrifice I'm going to give financially to someone. Beyond my Christmas gifts, beyond those things, I want to give financially. Second is the sacrifice of love. I want to show God's love by loving others. I want to serve God by serving others. You cannot, folks, you cannot serve God without serving others. But here's a third one. Here's a third one. And look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. And we need to uh, mention this and then conclude as we go into the Lord's Supper tonight. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. What God wants you to give to him and to be this living sacrifice is literally the sacrifice of your physical body. Now understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying be a martyr. Now we need to be willing to live or die for the Lord Jesus. But the application here is a living sacrifice. It is not saying anyone needs to have their life taken. I am saying tonight, would you die to self so Christ can live in you? When is the last time we can really recognize I have been experiencing Christ's life in me, living through me? I am dying to self. And it's, this isn't my hand, it's God's hand. These aren't my feet, they're God's feet. Literally, these are my eyes, my ears, my mouth. It talks in Romans 6 about yielding your members. Would you say, God, here's my body, and I give it to you. Lord, help me every day to be able to present my body a living sacrifice. I die to self so Christ can live in me. So tonight, as we conclude, and as we, in just a few moments, recognize what Jesus Christ has done for us, and thank him, and do this in remembrance, would you say, Lord, as a sacrifice, spiritual sacrifice, I want to give financially. As a spiritual sacrifice, I want to love others where there's no repayment. And then finally, I want to give Lord, this sacrifice of my body, it's not mine. Do you remember the $10 I gave Autumn? I gave it to her. It really was mine, and now it's hers. What she does with it, it's going to be her choice. Your body is literally not yours. You're not your own because you've been purchased. You need to say, God, here's my body. It's yours. Lord, would you help me? In a few moments, why don't we just take a moment right here and say, Lord, help me to do one of these, th these things. We don't have time for a formal invitation, but in a moment when we pray, would you say, I'm choosing to give one of these three or a combination or all three of these spiritual sacrifices to God. Right where you're seated, if this is true for you, would you make these decisions? Father, please help us, I ask, in this time and in these 
these applications of this verse here. Help us to make these spiritual sacrifices. If the Lord has impressed upon you, maybe you don't know who to give to yet or how much. Maybe you don't know who you're going to love and to serve or how you're going to do it. Maybe you don't know what it actually means giving my body every day to God as a living sacrifice, but tonight you're willing and you believe that God would want you to do this and you're going to raise your hand as a decision to give one of these spiritual sacrifices back to God as a testimony of that. Can you raise your hand right where you're seated tonight? God bless you. I need to give financially, give my body, or give love towards it. God bless you, even young people tonight. God bless you, adults and children and teenagers. You can place your hands down. Father, you've seen our, our hands and our hearts. Lord, we commit and give ourselves to you. Help us, Lord, in these spiritual sacrifices to follow through. Lord, help us now to draw our attention and truly give you the thanks and the praise for the Lord Jesus dying for us. I pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Chris. It's messages like this that uh, I would always say to you, uh, the invitation is as you leave and take it with you and go home and do the things that we've been challenged to do. So what a blessing that is. We're going to get ready to participate in the Lord's table. Uh, just to explain, you know, for our church, we three kinds of communion that are spoken of. One is uh, closed communion, which says you have to be a member of our church in order to participate. We do not we do not hold to a closed communion. It's not our table. It's the Lord's table. It's not Southeast Baptist table, right? It's for those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior and uh, are able then to fellowship with him around the table. We invite you to come participate. Uh, then the other one is an open communion, which means anybody and everybody. Uh, that's not the Lord's table either. The idea of the Lord's table is based on relationship. And we just got finished with Thanksgiving, so we understand this, right? If uh, you probably had family and friends at your house or you were at somebody else's house, and the, the basis of being there and participating in the meal was the relationship that you have with those people. If somebody just walked in off the street and sat down your, uh, at your table, you would probably uh, wonder what was going on and might even you know, react to their coming. They're not, they're not there with relationship. And so uh, that's the, uh, we do not practice an open communion. We practice what is known as close communion. And so it's the idea that you should know Christ as your Savior. And the Bible says, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat, eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And the, the idea is not only is it close because we have relationship, but we have right relationship. Uh, we have a relationship in which we are walking in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the idea of the examination is not elimination. We're not trying to say, well, I shouldn't participate. What we're saying is, Christian, as I examine myself, are there things that I need to get right with God? And we take a few moments to, to do business with God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, making that relationship right so that we can gather around his table and fellowship with him uh, through the relationship of Jesus Christ. If your kids have not yet come to that place of clearly understanding the gospel, then I'm encouraging you, and God is more than encouraging you, but requiring us, parents, uh, not to let them participate. And what will happen is, on the way home, I promise, almost the moment you get outside the door, one of your kids is going to say, why couldn't we? And you're going to have the glorious privilege of explaining the gospel to your kids. And it's a wonderful opportunity. It creates a wonderful opportunity. So let's take a moment and uh, bow our heads, close our eyes, and Take a moment to let's each examine ourselves and make sure we're prepared for the Lord's table.